No, I didn't really understand what a coaching stance was back then. Um, I did a kind of bossy stance. So um, I, I was probably very good at the protecting the team bit of being a scrum master. Hi, and welcome to the Scrum Master Careers podcast. My name is Simon, and I'm a freelance Scrum Master on a mission. I want to help you have the best career possible. Is your goal to become a Scrum Master, get better as a Scrum Master, or stop being a Scrum Master and look for a new challenge? Then you have come to the right place. In my podcast, successful Scrum Masters share their stories. Some have started right out of college, others as experienced software developers, and others came from completely different fields. Want to know how they did it? Then keep on listening. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Scrum Master Careers podcast. Today I have Kynan with me from Sydney, Australia. Correct. Lovely. Welcome, Kynan. Thank you very much. Simon, it's good so to be nice here. So nice to have you here on the show. So um, today I have uh, two versions of an introduction for you. Um, I fiddle around a little bit with AI and came up with an AI introduction. And of course, I have my own introduction because I want to see how I fare and I want to hear from you, my listeners, how you like or which introduction you like more. And I hope it is mine. <laughs> so Kynan has quite an impressive resume. I checked him out on LinkedIn, Instagram, stalked him a little bit. And I saw that he worked in around five different industries, had around 15 different companies, and I think seven or so different roles. Um, went from web developer, this is where he started, to becoming a tech lead and tech director, uh, worked as a founder for his own company, lecturer, and eventually agile coach. Kynan, welcome to the show. Thank you. All right, and here is the AI version. Buckle up. Welcome back to another episode of Scrum Master Careers. Today, we have a very special guest on our show. Please join me as we delve into the world of agile coaching with Kynan, a seasoned professional who has worked with some of the leading organizations in the industry. Kynan started his journey in the tech world as a web developer and quickly climbed up the ladder to become a technical lead and later a tech director. He even ventured into entrepreneurship and founded his own company. But it's his recent roles as an agile coach that make his professional journey so compelling. From leading teams at GoMiki and Service NSW to shaping agile methodologies at the Commonwealth Bank and currently at ADL Technologies, Kynan has truly done it all. His wealth of experience and depth of knowledge is something every aspiring Scrum Master can learn. But what makes Kynan's story even more intriguing is his adaptability, his ability to transition between roles and industries and his continuous journey of learning and growth. From teaching at the University of New South Wales to guiding teams through agile and scrum practices, Kynan has consistently demonstrated his passion for sharing knowledge. So if you're curious about career development in the tech industry, transitioning between roles or implementing agile and scrum principles across different organizations, this episode is for you. Join us as we explore Kynan's incredible career journey, gain insights from his experiences, and learn how to navigate the exciting world of Scrum Master careers. Stay tuned. Kynan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, and I ask you things like, how many industries, how many roles, how many different companies, um, and average time at a company. Time <laughs> at a company? Yeah, I don't know, maybe a year or so, maybe average year, maybe two years. 
average. Okay, well, well, not not okay. bad, not bad. There's been a couple of places I've stayed for quite a while, and then lots of places I was just there for like six or nine months. And were you um, an internal employee or were you a contractor? Uh, early on, when I was a bit more stable, or in that period where I was a bit more stable, and I stayed at, at the Monkeys for five years, I was an employee. And then you ventured into the yeah, wild into again? Yeah, the wild again. That's right. Stepped off into the void again. I mean, I, I sort of, Australian business number in Australia, and you kind of, you know, you have to have one when you're in business for yourself. And mine's always being deactivated and reactivated. <laughs> so, uh, it's yeah, this guy again. Right. He's back on. <laughs> exactly. Cool. So you said um, in the early days you were a bit more stable. Can you tell the audience when you got started, how you got started, just so people have a little bit of context uh, about sure. you? I mean, you don't get the pre-online version of me, like the pre-web version. Oh, all right. Because <laughs> I'm pretty old. Um, so before... Did, did you start working in 98 or did you start earlier? Yeah, pretty much started working in 98. But I mean, I, that's just because I didn't have a job for a long time because I was a musician and, you know, a student for a long time. But yeah, I was a musician. Tell us what's the uh, time other people might be like in their, I don't know, eighth year. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, How long did you take? Basically sort of six or seven years. I was a uh, musician and a cartoonist and lived overseas. I was at uni off and on during That's that time. And then I came back. All right. Where did you stay? Uh, I went to England and uh, that's what a lot of Australians do. We did back then is spend a few years in the mother country. It used to be used to be a bit of a thing. <laughs> I did that for a while. And then uh, I came back and I went to art school. So that was kind of the mid-90s. And when I left art school, that's when I got a job. All right. And that was your web developer yeah, job? Yeah, that's right. I needed a job. And I was making crazy art things at art school, like sculptures and animating them in JavaScript you know, which I learned. I taught myself how to code in Apple Script and then JavaScript, and I was an animating oh, wow. my little things. And then I had to get a job because I had a baby on the way, or well, my wife did. And I was like, oh, got to get a job. What am I going to do? I've got no skills, you know. And then I was like, it's .com. You can just walk into, like, any company and say, you know how to make a website, and they'll give you a job. <laughs> so that's what I did. Straight out of art school, straight into little web development, a multimedia company, and uh, got into code that way. Interesting. When when I looked at your CV, I thought this guy studied IT. No, a qualified way. sculptor. And then he, he was, never heard of that, but it sounds good. Wow. So um, interesting. That means art and, and the whole graphic part of it was really the driving force. And then you took the technical part, I don't know, as a, as a mm. side thing, and made it your, mm. your business, your income. Yeah, that's right. Got into... Interesting. Got into web development, worked for a little while, um, and then it was .com. Couldn't get a job in web development for a while, so I thought that would be a great time to start my own company. No. Ah, Terrible that's idea. Okay, good. <laughs> but that's what we did. But you had it for like four or five years. Yeah. Right? I went through a few iterations, but, yeah, basically ran a little – towards the end, you know, I sort of knew what I was doing a bit, bit more, and I had a little team of developers. We were all working remotely like a distributed team back then. We had IRC. We didn't have video, didn't have anything All like right. that, but we were doing it. Then, yeah, I was doing a lot of work for agencies 
overflow work for creative agencies and stuff. It was, you know, websites and content management systems. We used to like, okay. you know, build our own content management systems and stuff. Was that that time? Interesting. Okay, just for everyone here listening in, Kanin, you are officially an agile coach for now five years, correct? Maybe six? Yeah. When did you first get in touch with this whole, like the official world of agile and being a scrum master? Pretty sure you did it before already when you worked in a small team. There's usually no other way than working in small increments. Mm. When did you first learn about the concept? I reckon it would have been sort of 2004 or so. I heard about it and my immediate assumption was that I already knew everything about it and that I was super agile and that what we were doing was the best agile. I don't even think I right. read a What was that at Dunning-Kruger? Yeah, absolutely. I don't even think I read a blog post all the way through <laughs> about Agile. You know, I just assumed that we were doing it and that I was doing it. And it wasn't until probably 2008 that I had, you know, a proper kind of shocked awakening to the, you know, realization that I wasn't, you know, the greatest Agile practitioner and I had a hell of a lot to learn. Um so, you know, that, that, that's really when I started, I think, seriously, properly learning about Agile and trying to be a good scrum master. When you say trying to be a good scrum master, was that mainly your role? I mean, if you work in small teams, usually you do more than just one role. Um, By that stage, I was not doing as much hands-on coding. I was more like a team lead, a tech lead um, in, I was working in creative agencies at that stage. So I was working in a big ad company called McCann, um, McCann Erickson, and they had yeah. a Sydney office. And so I was a tech lead in there. And, um, you know, we were doing agile, like, you know, we had, I think we were using Pivotal Tracker and doing all this stuff, but um, it was just kind of within the team. But I was... Um, you know, in that tech lead role, I thought that naturally I should be the scrum master as well. I didn't, and I don't even think we had a product owner when, you know, like we didn't really understand that really. whole kind of, <laughs> um, dynamic yet. But, um, yeah, then as I, you know, started to understand more about agile, I was still in that technical lead or tech director role as well. So I always had that management kind of that manager role going on at the same time, which was interesting and, and tricky mm. actually. I, it became increasingly yeah, tricky. I, I can imagine. Yeah. So um, let me quickly hone in on that. You started as a web developer, graphical designer, coder, um, and I could imagine a lot of the listeners say, okay, I am in that position. How do I make that jump? to becoming a either manager, product owner, scrum master. Um, from what I'm hearing from you, it sounds like you created your own destiny. You basically became a scrum master um, without promotion, without really applying. You just did what a scrum master mm. does. Is that correct? Well, I was offered a role potentially at another agency. So um, I was at McCann and, and I was offered a role potentially, you know, as the tech director for a smaller, cooler agency. And um, 
and I said, um, okay, but you know, I'm into agile. So if we, you know, if we work together, we have to do agile. And at that time in, in an agency in mm. Sydney, that was a very unknown thing. Like people didn't really, um, know what th- that would imply, you know, they didn't know the full implications of that. So that was, you know, yeah. yeah. So, so then I didn't go and work for that agency because that was a bit too scary. And then about a year later, the uh, the, <laughs> the head of digital came back to me who, who actually knew through, like, you know, chat rooms and stuff. Um, he came back to me and said, no, this time for sure we're ready. We want to do Agile. Like, you know, you, you, can, do, you can do Agile. Cool. If you come, you know, we'll do Agile. So I was like, okay, cool. So I was like, you know, I've got a mandate, and that is that we would be, um, you know, the technical team in this agency would be an agile team and uh you know with that i kind of assumed the role of scrum master for you know whatever was happening whatever teams were kind of you know spun up around these these uh, projects that we had so yeah i certainly did an interview as a scrum master yeah all right interesting and your stance as a scrum master when you started out initially, was that more technical because of your technical background? Were you involved in technical decisions or did you already go away from that and kind of did more of a, um, say, coaching stance? No, I didn't really understand what a coaching stance was back then. Um, I did a kind of bossy stance. So um, I, I was probably very good at the protecting the team bit of being a scrum master so you know agencies i don't know if you've ever worked in a creative agency but they're terrible places to work <laughs> they're uh i mean they're great i guess not not a lot of not a lot of processes, not, not a lot of structure we often say that 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 it's not waterfalls not agile it's avalanche style development in in agencies <laughs> you just the work comes in and you just like grind through it and you're grinding through you know 12 other things at the same time you know and it's just like a it's just this mess you know until you get to the end um and so um yeah i was very good at protecting the team from that you know so that's what i sort of mm. saw my role as being, you know, that the producers would come and say, Hey, now we've got this thing. It's urgent. We've got to do it. We're not going to do this one agile. And I was like, Nope, we're going to do it agile. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be agile. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> you know? And so, so I think I was very process focused, way too bossy about how we worked, but in some ways that was appropriate in some ways it wasn't, but, um, it was certainly something I had to let Can- go of. Can you tell me about a time when you were really bossy on the team and maybe someone reflected it back to you or re- you realized I'm being quite bossy here? Well, actually, somebody put in an official complaint that I was, oh, I was wow. too domineering. Wow. <laughs> and that was a big shock. At that stage, you know, I was already a bit older than most of the people and I had this senior position. And I was actually 
What, what is older than most people? I don't know. How old was I? You know, in your yeah, 30s? In so a lot of young people there. And I think I thought that I was kind of like the champion of agile and kind of keeping everybody safe from this avalanche style development and everything like that. But other people were experiencing me as being kind of dogmatic and really kind of just really fixed and dogmatic and not open other people's input. Knowing what's right. Yeah, that's everyone. right. That was a big shock, actually. That was a real wake up call that it was an official complaint. Never had anything before or since in any workplace that was similar so yeah. that was yeah a massive wake-up call how, how did you react to that it's pretty easy for me to just flip into a full existential crisis so i did that kept working <laughs> but i was like oh my god what, what am i like, doing losing your house losing yeah your what am i doing you know, like <laughs> am i just am i doing this all wrong am i like wrong person for this job and then i think i just started seeing a therapist because I thought maybe yeah, I should work on myself a bit. And certainly I should have, you know, and I did. There was that. But also just started learning more about what good jail practice really looks like or really is like, what it really means. And, and you know, the other the other mistakes I made in that, in that saying, like, what other feedback did I get? You know, I got, I really treated designers not so well as well. That's the other thing I did badly in that context. I made designers do scrum. It's interesting. Would it be fair to say that you are actually a designer by trade? No, look, I think being a designer is a very specialized, being a designer of digital products and, you know, services and stuff is a very specialized kind of thing. I'm a, I'm an arty kind of a guy. I can draw and I throw things together, but I'm not a designer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, I made designers work to fit Scrum, right? So the designers who worked, mm. in some ways we, we did kind of good Scrum. We had designers and developers working together. We all had worked on the board and all that sort of stuff and it was good. But, you know, I think there's another whole aspect to design that needs to be respected that doesn't really fit into the scrum process. And I didn't understand that early on. So I was mean to designers, overly fixed into scrum. All right. Very interesting. Thank you for sharing that episode. So we're about to wrap up the first part of our session here. In the next part, we'll talk more about how you progress then from being a Scrum Master to being an Agile coach and what you do to stay on top of your game. Thank you very much, Kynan. One last question. What is one tip you would give to someone who's about to start their Scrum Master career or who wants to become a Scrum Master? Find a mentor. Yeah, I think the apprenticeship model. What kind of mentor? Find somebody who's doing the job that you want to be doing, who you respect. They will be open to helping you because that's what people are like, especially in this community. Yeah, I, I just think that the apprenticeship model is a really great model for agile practitioners. What would you say is the best source for finding a mentor? Well, probably... Just meeting people in conferences and meetups, talking to people, getting to know them, being curious and interested, and then asking, hey, I don't know how you feel about this, but All right. do you mentor people? <laughs> if, you, if you do mentor people, would you mentor me? <laughs> It sounds like you're about to become a mentor for a lot of people because I know you're about to be a speaker at the last conference in Sydney, um, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last conference is a really good little friendly conference and a lot of relationships professional relationships get started right. there yeah all right interesting good so thank you for the first episode here we'll jump straight into the second part thank you for tuning in and make sure to subscribe to the newsletter if you want to hear more uh, news and tactics about becoming a scrum master thank you so much for listening to my podcast if you got value out of this episode please share it with other scrum masters 
If you have feedback for me, or if you want to recommend a guest for my show, please let me know via www.scrummastercareers.com. My name is Simon, and this was the Scrum Master Careers podcast. See you in the next episode.